This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Amen, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. It is a good morning this Tuesday, April 28th. Heard a rumor that the governor is going to lift the stay-at-home order on the 30th. And so I don't know what all that means exactly, but I think everybody's ready to head back to work and and start doing what we can do as soon as we can do them. And so one of the things you can do is do morning breath. Maybe we'll have some drive time again, everybody going to work and tune into the program, different times that we're on in the morning and the afternoon. But we are glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us on morning breath. Or a drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. How we do that is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, and then uh, we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about it. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How you doing, Pastor Christian? Doing great. Good morning. Awesome. Yeah, I Good haven't morning. been doing a lot of drive time. I, I noticed my gas tank stayed full for over two weeks. <laughs> you know, the lowest gas prices we've seen in years, and I can hardly take advantage of it. I drove by BJ, <laughs> saw 174, and I'm like... I don't even need gas, but you know, it's okay. It's yeah. a blessing. Yeah, it is a blessing. And, uh, it's a, be a blessing. And we're also praying for our economy, praying for all the people who've been dealing with COVID-19 yeah. and the other things and all the isolation and stuff that, that goes with that. We're praying for you. We're believing God. Got lots of resources on, uh, eccc.us. If you want some help with your, if you've got your kids at home, we've got a lot of kids ministry stuff there. Yeah. If you, uh, have a food need. Our food pantry is open today, uh, Tuesday, uh, from 9 to 11. Uh, you can get food there. That's a great resource. We've been giving away lots of extra We just had food. our food drop, which was incredible, last Friday, which yeah. is amazing. Last Friday was the 22nd. Is that right? I thought it was the 22nd. I don't think that was Friday, was it? It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday we had it. Okay. Where were you at? Yep. I heard it was a 26, so maybe there was some confusion there. I got confused. But anyway, we got another one uh, as well coming up. I just don't have the date in front of me. That's going to be from uh, a Convoy of Hope is is doing one as well. So that was from the Second Harvest Food Bank. That's incredible. Dropped off 20,000 pounds of food, and uh, the neighborhood scooped it up. And uh, glad to help people. Yeah, I heard a powerful stat that just since this has started, we had given away. This was now a couple of weeks ago. 65,000 pounds of food. Now, that was before the food drop. Let me see. I'll get this so right then for you. you do, it's 80, 100, yeah, 80, We've given 120,000 pounds of food. 120,000 pounds. And, and, in this uh, last, it's 15,000 pounds a week we've been giving yeah, away. And less than eight weeks, really, you know, in this eight-week time. Yeah. It's remarkable. And it's yeah. the, the cars are lined up. And it's incredible to be able to just, you know, provide hope, to be able to actually meet people's physical needs, but to be able to point them back to Jesus and all of this. Yeah, we put it, I think, on the Facebook page of a couple of weeks ago on Tuesday of the f- parking lot. I think you actually filmed that little yeah. bit, and we had a, the cars lined up behind us, and I just shared a little bit about the food pantry. So that's on the Facebook page if you'd like to look at that. And by the way, Christian will finish this thought, but there's lots of ways to connect with us. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. The best way to connect is through our website, which is ECCC.us, E-C-C-C.us, or on our app, which is always great. You can download that. Apple or Google, just search for East Coast app and you'll find it there, a blue background with the white cross. You get everything you need, the morning breath program, our weekend services, any information, any event that we ever do is always there. You can also call the church offices at 321 
452-1060. And we can email or mail out a morning breath devotion guide or to better help you out. If you have a need, we'd love to be able to at least hear what you have and what we can see what we can do. Amen. So uh, we, we've got a chapter here we're going to read. Is there anything else we need to do before we get into it? I think we're ready to we're go. We're in I'm Acts excited. 18. That's one year, and I hope. It is. Good. Very nice. And there's 28 verses, so I'm going to read 14. Let you read 14. Yep. Split it right down the middle. What translation are you reading from? Today I'm going to be reading the Message Translation by Eugene Peterson. I like this one. It's slang. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty modern English, but it's I, I, I think it's a great reading Bible. Just to let people know, I've... Uh, very often I read read through the Bible at uh, different, different rates in that, and I go back and forth. I read a lot in the New King James, but sometimes I just pick—I think I've read through the Message Bible at least three times, um, yeah. you know, in my—it's a great reading Bible. If you just want to read and understand basically the stories and— uh, you know, sort of the times and history that things are going on. It's a great Bible to read. Yep. And uh, just sit and read. Now, I wouldn't use it as a study, deep study Bible. Trying to understand. But great, sometimes yeah. understanding, you know, just a simple verse or, yeah. you know, something like that, it's good. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so there we have it. So Can I take 14 forward? Because it's got a weird break. It doesn't always show the Oh, yeah, they're, yeah they're, it's different. So you want to start it at 14? Yes, please. Okay, I'll, I'll read through 13 then. For All you. right. I must say unto you, read, sir. New King James, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. He found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and he came to them. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Then Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia. Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, uh, believed, and were baptized. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision, Do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. When Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuades men to worship God, contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to defend himself, Gallio interrupted and said to the Jews, If this is a matter of criminal conduct, I would gladly hear you out. But it sounds to me like more Jewish squabble, another of your endless hair-splitting quarrels over religion. Take care of it on your own time. I can't be bothered with this nonsense. And he cleared them out of the courtroom. Now the street rabble turned out to Sotsenes, the new meeting place president, and beat him up in plain sight of the court. Gallio didn't raise a finger. He could not have cared less. Paul stayed a while longer in Corinth, but then it was time to take leave of his friends. Saying his goodbyes, he sailed to Syria, Priscilla and Aquila with him. Before boarding the ship in the harbor town of Caesarea, he had his head shaved as part of the vow he had taken. 
They landed in Ephesus, where Priscilla and Aquila got off and stayed. Paul left the ship briefly to go to the meeting place and preach to the Jews. They wanted him to stay longer, but he said he couldn't. But after saying goodbye, he promised, I'll be back, God willing. From Ephesus, he sailed to Caesarea. He greeted the church there and then went to Antioch, completing the journey. After spending a considerable time with the Antioch Christians, Paul set off again to Galatia and Phyria, retracting his, retracing his old tracks one town after another, putting fresh heart into the disciples. A man named Apollos came to Ephesus. He was a Jew born in Alexandria, Egypt, and a terrific speaker, eloquent and powerful in his preaching of the scriptures. He was well-educated in the way of the master and fiery in his enthusiasm. Apollos was accurate in everything he taught about Jesus up to a point, but he was only went as far as the baptism of John. He preached with power in the meeting place. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and told him the rest of the story. When Apollos decided to go to a Achaia province, his Ephesian friends gave their blessing and wrote a letter of recommendation for him, urging the disciples there to welcome him with open arms. The welcome paid off. Apollos turned out to be a great help to those who had become believers through God's immense generosity. He was particularly effective in public debate with the Jews as he brought out proof after convincing proof from the scripture that Jesus was in fact God's Messiah. Amen. You know, just as a side note, Apollos probably ended up being the pastor yeah. of the church in Corinth. Wow. And so they think that that's uh, basically how that ended up. Yeah. Um, he ends up being a guy that's on fire, but yet not completely uh, informed. Yeah. Gets informed by uh, Aquila and Priscilla. They uh, show him, mine says, explain to him the way of God more accurately. Uh, I think yours says filled in the details. Yeah. And uh, he ends up going and doing big things for God. Yeah. So it's a it's a cool thing. You know, this whole chapter to me is a chapter uh, that really lays the groundwork for for association, partnership, mentoring. Um, just there's so many relationships mentioned in this chapter. This is covering a lot of ground. They're moving around a lot. They're at Corinth for 18 months. Uh, that happens all in this one little chapter. Yeah. Uh, then, then they travel and head for uh, Ephesus and go through there and head for, you know, they're ending up trying to get back to Jerusalem yep. in time for the feast. Uh, Paul shaves his head um, for a vow. And uh, I've, all, I've, I've struggled with that through my Christian life, gone uh-huh. back and forth on it a few times. Yeah. What's, what in the world's Paul taking a vow for? You're yeah. a believer now. You know, you ding dong, stop doing that kind of stuff. Going back but, to the old ways. But it may not have been that. It yeah. may have been, and this is a very sort of blended time. We got blended culture. These are Jews living their Christian life. Yeah. Uh, so they got a lot of culture involved there as well. He probably took a Nazarite vow a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And what you don't realize is, the shaving of the head is the end of the vow, not the beginning. Wow. That's and cool. so that— Completing it. Yeah, out. it's completing it. And the law and Scripture also taught that when you end your vow, you end it in Jerusalem. Hmm. And so he wanted to come to the feast and kind of finish this thing. Now, Nazarite, Nazarite vow on top of it is not a law. It is a voluntary thing. It's something you would say, I want to do this for a season. Yeah. 
Just like a, a believer today might say, I'm going to fast for a season, or I'm not going to watch TV for a season, or I'm yep. not going to, you know, do this for a season. That would be something that believers would still do, and nobody would say they're being legalistic unless they said, well, I'm doing it. you got to do it, too. Exactly. You know, and I'm doing this because I have this to. This is the only way that I'm going to have yeah. salvation or something crazy. Yeah, like. if you add that to your salvation, you're nuts. And so uh, it always helped me to know that when they shaved their hair, that was the end. They were finishing cool. the vow yeah. rather than starting the yeah. vow. And that's always helped me to understand that situation. But back to all this stuff going on, the associations that he has in here, just like he goes to this area and he finds Aquila and Priscilla. And the interesting thing is they were by occupation tent makers. Now, when you think of a tent maker, yeah. think about that over in this column. Okay, tent maker, Aquila and Paul, tent makers. Mm -hmm. And you think, okay. But then go over and put them in the category of who they were in the church, yeah. Paul and Aquila. Yeah. They're like top, top of the top. Top, top. Tent makers, maybe not that high up on the profession. Yeah. And it just helps us to understand right off the bat that doesn't really matter so much where somebody works, yeah. where they end up being in the church yep, and how much things. they have an impact in God's kingdom. Yeah. Just like Peter and John and James were fishermen. Yeah. You know, so in other words, go down to the docks here at Port Canaveral yeah. and they may be the leaders of the church. And so we can never judge somebody by it, whether how many doctorates or postal diggers, I mean, PhDs, yeah. they have behind their name. Yeah. That's not how God picks someone who's super smart or super sharp. Yeah. You could be in almost any profession at all and God could use you in incredible ways. Absolutely. And so that's encouraging to me here, but these associations have a lot of power. We also see in here Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia. Yep. So Silas and Timothy are Paul's closest partners up till now working with him. And so I can just look back and I know that association in my life has really helped me in a lot of ways. And I could pick anything. I used to do a little bit of competitive pistol shooting. Yeah. And you know, the people that I hung around with that were really good made me better. Absolutely. Elevation. You know, when I learned to play ping pong, I learned, you know, like most people do at home, beating it around with somebody else that didn't know how to play very well. Yeah. And I was okay. I had some, you know, quick reflexes and I picked up the game pretty quick. But then I began to play with this guy named Cliff, and uh, Cliff was just a little short guy, about five foot two. Wow! And uh, he was an amazing ping pong player. Yeah. And he actually had spent time in prison, and that's where he learned how to play. Absolutely, you got time and to work on and it. And some of the prison ping pong players are very, very good. Oh yeah. And he could beat me with a two by four. He would take about an eight inch piece of two wow. by four. And seriously. And I was, I started to get good. He could still beat me with a two by four. And it wasn't until I played him for about a year yeah. that I started beating everybody else I played. Absolutely. Because my association yep. with him raised me up yeah, the higher. the water level rises. And yeah. I, it's so important that, that some of the associations I've had in the church mm -hmm. have helped pulled me up higher. Yeah. In, in my effectiveness and my abilities. And, and you know, it, and, and when we talk in the church, there's a gift and a calling in all of us. And we don't go beyond that. But I think the chance that most people fulfill their 
their potential and their calling and their giftedness, I think is very low. I think that most of us, including myself, have so much more room to grow in who God, God, God has called us to be that we're not really, you know, it isn't like, oh, God's holding you back because you're only this. No, I think that most of us, 99% of us, don't live up to all that God has yeah. for us in our lives. Yeah, exceedingly uh, abundantly above. Exactly all the things. verse I was thinking. Yeah. Say that verse again. Yeah, exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And so there's more out there than you've ever experienced. And associations, partnerships, uh, people you hang with and, and who you do life with, very often are a big part of helping you become who you're called to be. The other thing about this chapter is favor from authorities are found in here. There's all sorts of interactions with people going on in this chapter. And I, that's what really stood out to me. Yeah, that's cool. You did a lot of writing over there. I did. I've got a little, some thoughts here, but before that, I remember hearing this stat that they said that your closest friends are really going to determine the trajectory of your life. And if you survey it out and look and see if, if you're on the radio and you're listening right now or on podcast, think of your three closest friends. And I can pretty much guarantee you they make within $10,000 of what you make. Now that number may not mean a lot to you if you're a young person out there, but when you look and see, it's not common that you're going to be making 50,000 and you're associating yourself constantly with people who make $300,000 is you're going to be around common people. But in that same way, you can elevate when you associate yourself. And it's not just about money, but it's the their health and their mindset and how they're saving and how they're taking care of their family is it really does make a big difference on who you associate yourself with is they say friends are like elevators. They're going to take you up or take you down, but they'll never leave you right where you're at. And so this is a great lesson in association. And this was what I was writing furiously over here as I think about Apollos and it comes up multiple times is in verse 24 and 25, it says this, that he was a terrific speaker eloquent and powerful in his preaching in scriptures. And you get this image of this like potential superstar. Yeah. Now on the contrast, you've got Paul who's bald. He preached so long, stutters. someone fell out of the window and died yeah. during his long lengthy Apparently message. He stutters. He and- stutters and they're like not pleasant to look at. And you think about how he could easily contrast himself. Oh, this new guy, Apollos is coming. And let me just turn the reins kind of over to him. But I've heard this before and I love this is if Paul would have been an amazing public speaker like that, we probably wouldn't have gotten the epistles that we have now. It was because of that weakness and that deficit that he had in public speech and the way that people said, you seem powerful in your letters, but weak in person. Because of that, we have 13 epistles that he wrote. And we were able to carry that into 2,000 years later. You know, I'm sure Apollos was a great preacher, but I don't know any of his sermons. We don't have a way of going back and hearing these great debates that he had. He was anointed and powerful, but just like you said a few minutes ago, God doesn't always choose the one who the world would think would be the bright, shining star. Like King Saul was tall and handsome, and he seemed like what the Jewish nation wanted to have as a king, like strong and stout, but he failed in many ways. He had moral failure, and he had other issues that he had, 
but God will oftentimes choose the ones who don't want it. <laughs> I laugh yeah. when I think about Pastor Chris Hodges, who we we love and admire so much from Church of the Highlands. He failed out of speech class in Louisiana at LSU and begged his teacher to give him a D. He got an F, and he's like, please, can I just get a D minus? And now he's one of the greatest communicators on the planet. You know, and these other yeah. people that they, in spite of themselves— God uses them. And so be encouraged out there and know that God isn't just looking for the, the qualified in the way that we see, is he qualifies the called. And when you've got that calling, like you were saying, that anointing where you can live up to more than what you see, exceedingly, abundantly above, all you could ask or think is that God does have a plan for your life, and he wants to use you in greater ways than you could imagine. Absolutely, and I, I love the the picture of what friends do in your life, yeah. and uh, it'll it'll work that way. You know, Christian used the financial example, but it works that way in every area of your life. You know, knowing something about something else. If you're hanging around with people who know nothing about, let's say, for example, the stock market, yeah, and then again, you say, "Oh, it's a money thing," but it is. But I, I know I don't know that much about the stock market. But I can read what, I mean, I can't associate with, let's say, the top guys in the stock market, but I can read their books. Yep. Going right back to what you said, Pastor Christian, some people are great in person. They have a great ability to speak. My wife is better writing than speaking. And thank God for that. She has a gift in in writing rather than speaking. Mm -hmm. If you know my wife, she's kind of shy in person. But she's not when it comes to a pen. And so I just want to say I think that's an incredible thing that Paul was good at writing so that we have the 13 or however many letters he wrote. Yeah. Is that Hebrews, right? 13? 13 Hebrews, maybe 14. Yeah, I'm, a, I kinda, I'm kind of a Paul Hebrews guy. Yeah, that, so 13, 14. Yeah, 13, 14. I like the way you said that. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so I love the association we have, and that's the cool part about association. You don't have to get with the wisest people in the world in person. Yeah. You can read what they're writing. Yep. You can get in touch with them. And, of course, I would start out by saying you do need to hang around with Paul. You yeah. still can. He can right now. You can because you can read his books. You can hang around with John and Peter yeah. and, you know, Jesus and, yep. and all of those people. When you read your Bible, you are associating with some of the greatest believers Absolutely. of all time. And so we can learn so much from them in this situation. You know, one thing I'll bring up in, in as we're getting out of here, he gets a prophetic word sort of in the in a vision. It says, now the Lord spoke to Paul in night by a vision. Do mm-hmm. not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent from with you. And no one will attack you or hurt you for how many people in the city. Yeah. You know what's interesting about it? This word was almost immediately challenged. Wow. So he gets he a word, it. yeah, he gets a word, and then Galileo was pro-counsel of a chair, and the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul yeah. and brought him to the judgment seat. So we got the Jews dragging Paul to the judgment seat. This has happened to him before, yeah. and he ended up beaten and treated poorly. And uh, last time was what? Jason got dragged there. They were beaten. They had to give a, a post-bail and all that stuff that happened back in chapter 17. He knows what it's like when you get dragged before the Jews. He's got a moment here to either believe God that the prophetic word that he received was true yeah. or that it wasn't true. And as he begins to open his mouth, I love this, the pro says, hey, you guys shut up over there. Yeah. 
I'm not going to, I'm not taking this. Get, get out of here. This We're is not your messing. own this little is your squabble. Little squabble. <laughs> Leave me alone and quit yeah. bothering me. And then they beat the guys that brought Paul before. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, I mean that, you know, Paul's like, whoa, shoes on the other foot. Yeah. But see, the word of the Lord was, even though a prophetic word is given, that doesn't mean that the prophetic word comes without resistance. Yep. For example, Timothy was told, uh, fight a good fight yeah. on the prophetic words that went before you. Mm -hmm. So let's say Timothy's a pastor of the church at Ephesians, and he was prophesied over when he was anointed yeah. and called forth to do that. Now everything's going wrong. He's got to look back at his calling yeah. and at the words that went forth. Because it, just because you've got prophetic insight on, on what you're called to do doesn't mean you won't face a challenge yeah. when you go to do it. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531, that's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine, Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning 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 Welcome back to the show again. Uh, it's interesting, verse 3 says, So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent ministers. Here, here we see some bivocational ministers. Yeah. 
What do you think about all that? So I think it's great when you think about Paul and Barnabas and even Priscilla and Aquila is that they worked with their hands. They weren't afraid to work. As in 1 Corinthians, you see Paul saying, hey, we stayed up all night working and we did this and we never even had to ask you for anything in this situation is we provided by our own hands. And I want to tell you out there, don't be afraid to do some hard work. I'm not going to pick on any specific generations, but I love that I see a lot of young people right now hustling and not being afraid to put in some time, to put in some sweat equity, to really work hard. And that is a part of the process. Is it's okay, as you were sharing a minute ago about how Timothy had to fight the good fight of faith. He knew he was anointed. He knew it was called. It was said before from his grandmother, but he still had to fight to defend that and to be able to still stay in the ministry and all that God had for him. So be encouraged by that is know that you need to put in the work. You got to do it and do it hard. And so God has got a great plan. Yeah. You know, when I started uh, pastoring this church, I ran a business. Yeah. For the first two years, I ran a business half the time and pastored the church the other half the time. Hey, you do what you got to do. That's it. To be who God's called you to be. God bless you guys. Have a great day. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.